Ekram, and I'm your host for today's Alligator Zone podcast. Today on the podcast, we have Mr. Eric Palumbo, co-founder of Mini Materials LLC, a company that manufactures and sells miniature building supplies using the same raw material as the material your house was built out of, and they don't use a shrink gun or any magic. Their website is minimaterials.com. That's M-I-N-I-M-A-T-E-R-I-A-L-S dot com. Now, on to the podcast. Hi, Mr. Palumbo. I just want to thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. So what specifically is your product? We sell realistic miniature building supplies. So uh, I'm sure most of the audience has heard of Legos or played with Legos. Um, We sell the realistic version, if you will. Uh, They're miniature building materials. Uh, Ours are made with with, uh, real cement for our cinder blocks and um, uh, real wood uh, with, uh, with all of our lumber and wood-based products. Oh, so you can build things like Legos, but they'll look more realistic. Exactly. So true to scale. So we, we sell five different scales. So if you take a regular center block that is 16 inches long by 8 inches wide and tall, and uh, have a t- one twelfth scale version of that, you would divide the length uh, and the, the width and the height all by 12 uh, to get a one twelfth scaled version, downsized version of that block. So mathematics come into the equation, but yes, you can, you can realistically build uh, smaller versions of, of your house, for instance, uh, on your desk with what we sell. So so would this product be meant for kids or more like adults? Uh, both. Um, we do, because of how small they are, no different than Legos, we recommend uh, that the products are, are played with by, uh, you know, eight-year-olds and up for the most part. But, um, you know, they're, they're uh, small, so you don't want to put them in your mouth or anything like that. But for the most part, yeah. they're... They're safe for kids and uh, definitely a learning and educational uh, product for children or kids uh, of all ages, but also for adults. Uh, we find um, there are industry folks, architects, uh, construction companies, uh, people that enjoy working with their hands that get a kick out of these products and enjoy uh, being a kid again, if you will, uh, playing with them. And they could be also used to build scale models, right? If you wanted to show it to an investor or something. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, If you, you know, everybody's gotten uh, into 3D designing and and being able to showcase in virtual reality uh, adaptations or or renderings of of the project that they're making. We just like to make it a little more realistic uh, than than putting on some virtual reality goggles or, or staring at a screen. We still want that uh, hands-on feel. So what skills did you use to start this company? Well, my background is in business. Uh, I uh, graduated with an undergrad from UCF in Orlando and uh, in an undergrad in business, and then I went on and got my MBA from Troy. So I am a businessman, if you will. So most of 
of what I do on my side of the business is the operational side, um, marketing, uh, the running the books and the accounting, um, making sure we stay profitable um, as best we can. And then as far as my business partner, who is not here today, but he will be for the presentation next month, Matthew Hoffma, he is a graphic designer by trade, and he is kind of the visionary, if you will, behind many materials. And uh, he uses his graphic design skills to really enrich our brand and our marketability, kind of the tone and message that we present on our website and social media platforms. So did either of you have any experience in construction? <laughs> good question. Very good question. Um, neither of us at the time had any relevant experience in masonry or construction. You know, we, we are handy people, both of us are, but uh, neither one of us uh, did any general contracting or laying bricks or uh, any mortar work or anything like that. So, and never in my wildest dreams did I think I would ever be doing this when I was your age. I didn't think I would be uh, doing what I'm doing today with uh, with miniature center blocks. So, if you had no experience, why did you think to start a company like this? We found that the market was there, and that there was really nobody doing what we were doing or what we intended to do at the time about five years ago. Uh, we saw that People really enjoy miniatures. You know, Legos are a huge company. There's uh, Lincoln Logs, um, connect, connector sets. There's Miniatures have been around forever, but they've always been done in a cheaper, uh, non-realistic method with plastics. Um, and, and we thought that we could adapt to that. And uh, so we, we figured we could use the skills that we had not in the industry of construction, but in other assets or facets of, of what we did have knowledge in and be able to turn it into a, a profitable business. So how did you acquire the skills that you used to run the company and uh, that you used to start it? Most of it was uh, self-taught. I know for Matt, we start, I'll give you a quick run-up of, of how we create created our first product. So the miniature center block in 112th scale starts with a 3D design. Matt taught himself how to do that on YouTube, uh, watching other people kind of do tutorials, and, and he taught himself how to, how to 3D design. So that was self-taught. And then pouring silicone molds to make the base where we pour our cement mixture uh, was also self-taught, reading the label on, on how to do it properly. Uh, he, he probably messed up a couple times, um, but, you know, that's, that's part of the course. And then, you know, at the end of the day, creating a recipe to make sure that our blocks were hardy enough, strong enough, dense enough to be shipped worldwide and not crumble. Um, was trial and error. You know that that was nothing that we didn't have scientific knowledge or anything like that. It was literally shipping things to our buddies, family members all over the world, and seeing if if they were received in good standing. And that that took some some trial and, and some time. So most of that was just kind of over the over time and trying our best to uh, to create a product that that held up. 
So it's like a learn-as-you-go kind of situation? Definitely. Um, there, there's no blueprint for what we do because we were really the first doing what we're doing. So it was kind of learning on, uh, learning on a daily basis of how we can improve our process and, uh, and become more profitable uh, and make more money and uh, grow our company and our brand. So it's a, it's been a daily daily grind, if you will. Yeah. So uh, going back in time, what were your favorite subjects in your childhood? So mine was definitely math. I'm a numbers guy, and uh, it's still to this day. So I've I've always really enjoyed math. I remember uh, in third grade um, being told I couldn't be in in the standard school. Uh, or classes of math, and I had to get bumped up to the GT or gifted and talented program or what have you because of because of math. I was not very good in science, uh, which there is science uh, in in chemistry and in concrete and cement mixtures. So that's been difficult for me. Uh, it's been trying, but math certainly is has always been my my cup of tea. Does your uh, other partner Matt Hoffman? Does he have any experience in uh, science or chemistry? Like you mentioned, it's necessary for construction. Yeah, he, you know, Matt is uh, an artist um, more more than anything. He's extremely creative and and visionary in in that form of of our business. So I would uh, not speaking for him, but I would guess that he was really into graphics and software and and running computer programs uh, in school um, that led him to that. So the chemistry and the science part, neither one of us are, are uh, scientists, and so that's been probably our, our, our weaker weakness that we've had to overcome is learning about chemistry and, and the makeup of, of cement mixtures. It's cool how you're still able to make all of these mini materials, um, even though you guys your science wasn't one of your stronger subjects. Absolutely. I, I think that for me, if, if I'm looking back at, at it as, uh, you know, if I was back in school, that, that would be one thing that I wish I would, would have listened to my teachers a little bit more about how the, the <laughs> compounds, the components worked and did not work together. So it, it would have saved me a lot of time and, and probably some money uh, trying to figure out how to uh, appropriately um, use science in what we do. It's amazing how you don't really think about these things now. Uh, I didn't think about them when I was your age, but I wish I did. <laughs> yeah, it's like they say, hindsight is twenty twenty. Absolutely. So true. So um, what did you do for fun as a child? Did you have any hobbies? Both Matt and I played a lot of sports. So that's one of the ways, uh, in fact, we met in college playing sports. Um, both of us grew up playing basketball, and, and I played a lot of baseball. So sports were, were my hobby. Um, I know Matt is a big-time fisherman as well, so he and his dad go fishing probably every week, uh, weekend. So it's uh, those are our big hobbies for us, are fishing and, and sports. Did you have any uh, favorite books? movies, maybe sports as a child? Um, you know, I read a lot of nonfiction. I, to, to this day, I still enjoy the, the true tales, the true stories. Uh, 
where people have come from, uh, the Steve Jobs stories of the world, things of that nature. Even as a kid, I enjoyed uh, reading about people that have come from nothing and uh, and done great things in in, in this world. Um, so nonfiction for me has always been uh, my favorite read. Um, you know, I enjoy uh, the fun sports flicks growing up, the Space Jams, and I know they're they're about to come out with another one, which is cool. Um, the Three Ninjas movies, those were always fun for me. Um, so the, that that was kind of my cup of tea was was sports uh, and and real realistic stories. Uh, I like to watch the movies where it's like this is a true story, and then they show something that's like unbelievable that you might think was fiction. Yeah, it makes no it kidding. seem so much more real. It, it does, and they've done a lot of those recently, which are. It's amazing uh, the way that uh, everything seems to be available on the Internet for us, but we're still discovering things that happened 10, 15, 20 years ago that we had no clue about, and they're making movies about them, which is really cool. Yeah, uh, there's a movie. I think it's on Netflix. I forgot the name, but it's about, um, I think Benedict Cumberbatch played this guy who cracked the Enigma. Oh yeah, I watched that flick. I uh, forget the forget the name as well, but great movie. Yeah, yeah. So, did you have any childhood heroes? Um, you know, I I did I didn't really have a true hero. You know, I, I had uh, guys that I looked up to or, or people that I looked up to, um, like some sports guys. You know, Michael Jordan. I, I grew up in his heyday, so that was always uh, a guy that I looked up to. Um, you know, I I followed the Steve Jobs story since, you know, he was working out of his garage, uh, building Apple and Macintosh. Those things to me are, are, are cool. Um, you know, heroes, hero, heroicism, I think is such a, uh, has been made to be such a, uh, broad term. And unfortunately, I think, you know, there's, there's so many different facets to what truly are, uh, who, who really is a hero for us and who we look up to. But I think there are great role models out there for all of us to, to follow. And But at the end of the day, we're all human, so you know it, nobody's infallible or, or, or perfect. It's interesting how you say that uh, heroes is, has become such a general term. They're actually teaching us about that in school like, right now. I'm very glad to hear that because I think, unfortunately, if, if you grow up thinking somebody is so perfect and, and you, you need to immortalize them and, and be everything that they are, it, it potentially sets you up for devastation when, when it turns out they're not as perfect as they seemed or, or it, it, there's other ways to do things than, than they may have done them. And so I, yeah. I think good to have role models, but I think it's, it's also important to understand you're your own unique person and, and it's, it's up to you to figure out how, how best to, uh, to grow up and, and produce for our society. Exactly. Extremely well said on your part. Thanks. Um, can you recall any specific incidents or people that resulted in turning points which helped you in your journey? Um, you know, Mini Materials was interesting. It came at, at a time for both Matt and me that we we both wanted to start something, a company of some sort. So um, it, it, it worked out for both of us. Uh, 
throughout the throughout some of the trials and tribulations of building the brand, we've had some great turning points, uh, things that just happen out of thin air, it seems like, um, where we've been published in, in magazines or books or had some great write-ups and editorials written about our, our, our journey and, and our product line. Um, those have been great turning points for the business itself. For me personally, you know, every day is uh, is different, and I try and uh, get up in the morning and, and do something and learn something new uh, as best I can. So do you have any advice that you would give to your younger self, knowing what you know now? Yes, absolutely. You know, I, I heard this saying in middle school. I think I was, eighth, I was in eighth grade like yourself, and I was in a yearbook production class, and my yearbook teacher said, it is important for you to get off of the playground and get into the sandbox. And to me, that has always stuck with me, and it took me up until basically I was in my 20s to realize what the, that truly meant, which is, you know, the, the playground is a self-sustaining structure. It's, it's out there. You know how to slide down the slide. You know how to climb up the ladders and swing on the swings. It's set up for you, Where, whereas life isn't always that way. And so you need to be able to get into the sandbox and, and entertain yourself, feed yourself, uh, thrive and live uh, and create for yourself. And that to me is some of the best advice that if you can fundamentally understand that, grasp that, the earlier you can, the better. (laughs) I wish I had really understood it at eighth grade um, because I imagine I could have built this company uh, at eighth grade, in eighth grade, because it wouldn't have been that difficult, to be honest. So it sounds like it's kind of like the difference of childhood and becoming an adult. Absolutely. Or, you know, even bigger than that, I think we're told, and I know this has changed a little bit, but uh, for for our generation difference between you and me, but I think we were always told you go to college after you graduate, you go get a normal nine-to-five job after you graduate college. It's always been that same kind of step stepping stone. And I think there are other ways, there are other avenues. College isn't for everyone. There's, there are different ways to succeed and, and be uh, highly, highly successful in society that are not as structured as the playground, if you will. So it's like uh, breaking out of the box that society entraps you in? Yeah, absolutely. It's a great way of uh, depicting it. So uh, final question. In your mm-hmm. view, how should school kids prepare for future careers in your industry? Man, I wish I lived uh, at your age during this time because there is so much available to you for free, so much available you know, relatively for free. You can get on the Internet. at If you don't have it at your home, you can go to the library, the public library, and it is, in essence, free for you. Get on YouTube, watch tutorials of all sorts of different programs out there. Find out what's really interesting, what you're really passionate about, and and teach yourself. They can never take knowledge away from you. Um, That will always help you in the future for for any industry, let alone mine. That's very insightful. Well, 
thank you so much for being on this podcast. It has been extremely helpful to me, and I imagine for many other kids in the audience. Absolutely. Glad glad to uh, be a part of it, and uh, great job hosting, Victor. Thank you.